0: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms. And we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to anfieldindexpro.com and get started today.
1: Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday after Liverpool won the Community Shield Before the Premier League kicks off, a day that is Diogo day. Diogo Jota has signed a new five-year contract with Liverpool Football Club that commits his future to the club until 2027. And that is great news. Jota obviously arrived in 2020 and has been a runaway success Scoring goals, offering versatility, offering a different look in attack, able to play all across the front line in his first season. He scored 13 goals in 30 games, nine in 19 in the league, but obviously missed a massive chunk of the season with a bad ankle injury. Last season, 21 goals in 55 games, 15 in 35. In the league, and you'll remember he was particularly hot in the first half of the season. Jota has proven that once again, nobody recruits better than Liverpool. And when people have concerns about Diaz or Nunes, just point them in that direction point them to Jota, point them to Mane, point them to Salah. We don't miss when it comes to recruiting forward players, not with this recruitment staff. It is unbelievable how successful they've been. People mocked the signing for 41 million, rising to 45 with some add-ons. People mocked it. People said it was an overpay. Others said it was the cheap way out because we only paid 5 million up front. And remember, that 41 million, you can deduct the 12 million that Wolves will pay us for Anna Hoever from that. So in truth, it's 29 million plus a youth player. It's a really good deal. It was a good deal at the time. The small amount up front helped us at a time where we didn't have a lot of money to spend because of COVID. We were able to get him in. We were able to get Thiago in. And we got Costas Simicus as well. We left ourselves a centre back short, but the three players we got in were absolutely brilliant additions. All of them. Jota would start for most of the league. Thiago starts for everybody. Costas, there's maybe. There's maybe three left backs in the league who are better than them, and one of them plays for us. So we're in really good shape as a result of that summer bringing in Diogo, getting him now to extend long term, commit his future to the club, commit his entire prime to the club. It's really, really good. 25 doesn't turn 26 till December. Like he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So there's more and more to come from him. I think he's the perfect fourth attacker. If we're going to play 4-3-3, having him as the fourth attacker, the one that can come in and start all across the front three, is ideal. He can start instead of Diaz. He can start instead of Darwin. And he can start instead of Mo in certain games. Now, he doesn't do as well off the right-hand side. That's in large part because that right-hand side of role also comes with quite quite the creative burden because Mo is one of our most creative players and that's not really Jota's game. But there's no doubt in my mind he's going to keep getting better. And he seems immensely dedicated. He wants to improve, wants to master his craft. So I'm really, really happy to see him commit his future. That's him and Joe Gomez now locked up long term. You'd hope the next contract extension that we hear about will be Nabi Keita be really nice to get that one done in short order as well and then obviously Bobby is the last one and that remains to be seen I feel like with Bobby our best option would be a one year extension just run him into the ground just get everything we can out of him and then let him leave for free in 2024 maybe Nabi, you'd want to keep long term he's a very good player obviously and with Thiago's injury issues, Nabi as the backup to Thiago was perfect. Absolutely perfect. We always then have quality in that left-sided midfield role. You saw Thiago's quality at the weekend in the Community Shield, <clears throat> where he was absolutely outstanding. Him and Fabinho were brilliant. They were let down by the performance of the captain who had, well, let's be honest, he had an absolute stinker. Um he was the worst player on the pitch in a red jersey. And if it wasn't for Jack Grealish, he probably would have been the worst player. Um, And you could argue Erling Haaland. He probably would have been the worst player from both sides. But the other two were spectacularly good. Salah was great. I thought Diaz was very, very good. Caused Kyle Walker loads of problems. Bobby played quite well. Nunes came on and was excellent. Really gave City nightmares. In defence, Virgil looked good, had that little weird couple of minutes where he seemed to pick up a bit of a knock and then didn't jump properly on the resulting corner. Um, I think it was from the De Bruyne shot and then the corner afterwards where Aki has the header. Uh, Trent was very good. Robbo was good, but at fault for their goal, playing Phil Foden on on side, which is becoming a bit of a habit with Robbo. During the season or the half season where we played with Nat and Reese as our centre-backs, Robbo developed this habit out of necessity where he would drop a yard behind the centre-backs because neither of them had any pace and he would have to cover for them. And he's just fallen into doing that since. And last season, it was a little bit problematic. He needs to get out of that habit this season. But he played well. Like I say, Trent played very well. Adrian, I mean, the saves he made that would have led to goals, so taking out the Mares one that was offside, they all were relatively straightforward and straight at him. But he has to do better on that goal. Now, I get the argument that the ball was kicked out of his hands, but still, you need to do better. Hopefully, hopefully Allison is back for the weekend. That's all we can really say. Uh, Let's move around the main Liverpool website. So this is Anfield. Diogo Jota has signed signed the new long-term deal. That is the lead story up on This Is Anfield. Uh, Injury and illness. What has been said about the nine Liverpool players who are currently out? Nine of them. So, Alisson, Klopp said he will definitely be available for Fulham. We will hold him to that. Diogo Jota, Klopp said it will take a while. Now, we have inside information. Simon Brundish spoke to somebody who would know, and Jota is expected back at the end of this month. Now, whether that's back in training or back playing, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming back training by the end of the month. Uh, Nabi Keita was ill on Sunday, nothing to worry about. Uh, He'll be absolutely fine and will be ready for Fulham. Curtis Jones was seen walking freely into Anfield and then later he was seen with a moon boot and crutches. So that's a little bit concerning. That's a little bit concerning. Uh, Ibu Kanate picked up a knock. A knee injury on Sunday against Strasbourg. Um the reason I didn't talk about Strasbourg is because it's entirely irrelevant. Because it was a bunch of children playing. Um Klopp sounded positive. We don't know exactly, but it doesn't look too concerning. So I hope we've caught it in the right moment. He did say that Ibu was taken off mostly as a precaution. Uh Costa Simicus, he has missed the last three friendlies. With a slight knock. A sore knee is what it's been described as. There's no need to rush him back. We can take our time. But hopefully he is back quick enough. Ox. (sighs) The reports are it could be three months. Which means it could be longer. It's a bad hamstring injury. And it comes at the worst possible time. Because ideally we'd have been looking to sell him. Before the window was, was closed. It's harsh for him as well. I don't think we'll see him maybe this side of the World Cup. We might not see him play for Liverpool again. He might be sold in January. Uh, Queving Kelleher has a groin injury that's kept him out of the entire pre-season programme. Hopefully he's back soon as well, because obviously you'd want him as the backup to Alisson rather than Adrian. Uh, Klopp thinks it'll be another two or three weeks and then it should be fine. Calvin Ramsey, obviously missed all of pre-season with the injury. And it's largely, they reckon, down to sort of growing pains more than anything else. Uh, Him and Cade Gordon, similar enough situations. So he'll be back when he's back. I mean, there's no reason to rush it. We have Gomez who can fill in there if need be. So we're good at right back for the short term. Uh, Tyler Morton has completed his loan move. To Blackburn, why it was delayed for 10 days, I'm not really sure. Marco Silva, manager of Fulham, has said they're not ready for the Premier League opener. And when you look at their squad, you can see that for yourself. I mean, their defence right now is a bit of a mess. Um, they badly need to get players through the door. They've bungled yet another window. This is three times now that they've made a mess of this. I... Initially thought, start Bobby for this one and ease Darwin in. But if Tim Ream is starting for them, get Darwin Nunes on the pitch because he'll absolutely torture them. Uh, Two new contracts alone and Phillips bids expected. So the other new contract this is expected, uh, this piece is expecting, is for Bobby. Um, Neil Jones, I think it was yesterday, said that Fulham, Bournemouth and Syria A clubs had interest in that. Um, If Bournemouth wanted him, wouldn't he be there by now, really? Fulham are throwing the proverbial at the wall and hoping something sticks in their search for a centre-back. They've got bids in on about six different players. So I think they take Nat. I don't think he's necessarily someone they actually really want other than they're just desperate. And as for Serie A clubs, I mean, it was Bundesliga clubs a month ago, so it sounds like we're trying to drum up interest more than anything else. On liverpool.com, Liverpool beat Bayern Munich and Spurs to 12-goal talent as Pepin Linders knows next transfer gem. This is about Bobby Clark. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has found his German, Roberto Firmino, who Liverpool beat Bayern Munich to the signing of. That is Fraundorf, who I thought looked pretty decent in the Game on Sunday, all things considered. Liverpool beat Chelsea to game changing 67 million transfer has moved to be completed in coming days. What is this? This is going to be some nonsense now. Okay, all right, okay. So the 67 million transfer is basically Alisson, including all the add ons. And the transfer that could be completed is Kepa going on loan to Napoli. Kepa, who was obviously the player that Chelsea pivoted to when they didn't get Alisson. Liverpool transfer pledge could be reassessed as collapsed PSG deal opens bargain FSG chance. Who's this about? It is about Hakan Chalanaglu. No, you're all right, thanks. You're all right, thanks. There is absolutely no reason for us to sign him. Um, Liverpool set to make 50 million bid for Brazilian as Jurgen Klopp wants transfer at any cost. Um, This is Marcus Leonardo. This one has been floating around for a while, so I do wonder if there is some interest there. There are a couple of other Brazilians, though, such as Hendrik, who would make more sense if we're going to spend that type of money on a youngster. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, the player he wants at any cost, is Fede Valverde. Fede Valverde would be perfect for us, but it, it appears like he will be a Real Madrid lifer. It really does. It does look like that's what he's going to be because he just seems so in love with the place and they absolutely adore him there because he'll do whatever it is they ask and he's great in about four positions. Right, uh, what is this now? Julian Ward must monitor the next Erling Haaland to save FSG millions. The next Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland hasn't even... Done a whole lot in the game, and we're looking for the next one. So, Datro Fafana of Molda is the player in question here. He's a 19 year old Ivorian, uh, whose goal record this season is not bad nine in 14, but he's 5'11 and he's nothing like Erling Haaland. So, I mean, this. Things are just a bit stupid, if you ask me. Uh, Gary Lineker delivers clear Mohamed Salah verdict as Vincent Company seeks Liverpool transfer. Okay. Gary Lineker is never shy of an opinion. It's fair to say that he's been hit and miss over the years, but he certainly has a better track record than some pundits, I would say better than most pundits. The most recent issue in his crosshairs is a rather contrived debate over who's the better player out of Mohamed Salah or Wayne Rooney. Taking both players into prime, the question has arisen as to whether the Liverpool star has overtaken the Manchester United legend. In the original unpopular opinion post via the Mirror, one user said, Salah is a way better footballer than Rooney ever was. English tax makes Rooney look better. Rooney lives in that bicycle kick goal in the Derby, and Lineker responded with the word, Bollocks. Um, I'd take Salah over Rooney all day every day. I would take Salah over Rooney all day, every day. It wouldn't even be close for me. Rooney was really, really good. But if you look at his career, there's only about two great seasons there. I think he's overrated because of what people thought he would become. I don't think he ever became the player that he should have become. And I think if you look at his career, he started to decline at about 26. Uh, Rooney was born in... Rooney turned 26 in October of 2011. Okay. And if we look at Rooney's numbers, the 11-12 season is the last great season he has. The only two great seasons he actually had were 9 10 and 11-12. Both, by the way, after he'd gotten rid of Cristiano. They're the only seasons he scored more than 25 goals. And four of his last five seasons at United he failed to score 13 goals or more. He got 12, 12, 8 and 5 in the league. He didn't score over 20 in any of his last five seasons in all competitions. In fact, he only scored over 20 goals in four seasons for Manchester United. Now, considering he was there for 13 years, that's rough. That's really, really rough. Salah, who's been at Liverpool now for five years, has scored over 20 in every season. Salah has scored over 33 times. Rooney only managed it twice. Rooney's third best season is 23 goals which is Salah's worst season for Liverpool. So you can take any five seasons of Wayne Rooney's career and he doesn't have the goals of Mohamed Salah. His best league campaign was 27, Salah's is 32. He only scored over 20 league goals twice. Salah has done it four times. Salah's also a creative player. So was Rooney. But that was always the excuse given for Rooney. Oli does so much more for the team in terms of his creativity. Well, Salah led the league in assists last season. Rooney never did that. Wayne Rooney was a tremendous player. I don't think he ever was truly world-class because I don't think he ever put together back-to-back great seasons. Like the season in between his two best seasons for United, he was quite poor. And his goal record for England's great, but there's a lot of stat pattern in there scoring against Dross and a lot of penalties. Rooney scored 253 goals for United in 559 appearances. Mo has 157 for us in 255 games. So Mo is 96 goals short in 300 less games. 304 less games. Does anyone think Mo's not going to outdo Rooney in that regard? Even if we add on Rooney's 28 goals for Everton, Mo is going to blitz past that in the next three years, four years, probably three years, four years. Let's say four years. And all he needs to do to do that is score 31 goals a season. And he'll have scored more goals for Liverpool in nine years than Rooney did for United in what would be 16 years. Rooney's career total is 313 goals. Salah's is 234, club level, of course. Rooney played 257 games more than Salah has at this point. Internationally, Rooney has 53 goals. Salah has 47. Salah has 35 caps less. So he's going to beat him on international goals as well. Mo is the better player. It, it's just how it is. Um, Vincent Company wants a transfer from Liverpool. And apparently that player is Sepp Vandenberg. Um, he's been linked to Bournemouth recently as well. So I'd expect he does go this summer. Uh, AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece up entitled. The silly season is nearly over, written by Stephen Callow. So check that one out. Podcast wise, there is a positivity podcast. There was a post match raw after the Community Shield. Trev Downey slumming it with Drinkle and the lads. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, there was a rival recon looking at Manchester United. Carl Anka joined Harry. Harry, once again, putting those good media contacts to to use. And there was Anfield Index podcast episode 333, which you can check out as well. Trev, Guy, Lisa Marie and Carl Kopak. So check all of those things out. And that is me for today. I will see you tomorrow. Diogo is a red. He's not going anywhere. It's a joyous day. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show